Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. I'm very excited about the uh, about this whole series we've been going through this year called Workout Plan. Getting fit, growing in our, our spirit, and growing with God. And uh, very excited about it. If, if you've missed any of it, please go back and check it out on Facebook. It's online. Each of these different messages are fantastic. I know Matt brought the first one where we talked about warm-up or the cardio and the heart. Uh, Scott came in next and talked about the stretch. And uh, last week, if, if you missed that, definitely want to check that out with the stories that Matt told and, and Ashley shared uh, were fantastic about the lift. So um, if, I'm, if, you're, you know, if you're like me, I'm ready. it's been intense and ready to cool down, kind of have that cool down period, right? So I'm up here, they asked someone to be the cool down guy. I'm not really the cool guy, but I'm going to try to be the cool down guy here. And uh, if it were really up to me, I would probably say my workout plan would, well, let's skip the warm-up, the uh, stretch, and the cardio. I'm going to go straight for that cool down. Anyone here with me on that one? Yeah, that's my kind of workout plan. I mean, after all, is it really that important, the, the cool down? I always thought, and I'm, I'm serious here, I always thought that the cool down was sort of... Um, as you're running, maybe, and you're getting close, I can see the home not very far away. I'm like, okay, I've already put in a good bit. I'm sweaty. I'm tired. I'm almost there. I'm just going to walk. I'm kind of loaf, kind of slack off, kind of coast this last little bit, sort of go through the motions just to kind of get home or, you know, finish the workout plan. I've already done enough reps. I can just kind of back off a little bit and kind of ease into the, the end of it. I mean, really, is it that important just to... To kind of we'll do it. Isn't it good just good enough to go through the motions? Well, apparently, it is important. I uh, looked up all this online before doing this, and I learned from the National Academy of Sports and Medicine. So that sounds important. Uh, the National Academy of Sports and Medicine gave us gave me four reasons why it's important, or what was supposed to happen during the cool down. And do you have those up here? Okay, we're having some technical difficulties. You may not see them up here, so let me read these off to you. I want to make sure I get them right. Uh, one is to reduce the uh, heart and breathing rate. Uh, one is to uh, gradually cool the body temperature. To uh, return the muscles to the optimal length-tension relationship. That sounds scientific, but uh, very important there. And then to restore the physiologic systems close to the baseline or close to norm. So it is very important. There's something that takes place during that cool down. It's not something that uh, you should just blow off or do lightly like I've always seemed to be doing it. There we go. Thank you, Ashley. But it's something that we need to do on purpose, to do intentionally, to plan to have a cool down. Instead of just going from full speed to a stop, like my new little puppy seems to always do. Uh, <clears throat> if we just go through the motions, we're probably going to miss the benefit that comes with the cool down. So let me look at this verse in James. If you bring that up here, uh, a verse in James, uh, James 1.27, and it says, what, what God the Father considers to be pure and genuine religion is this. So this is, this is God's definition of pure and genuine religion. It's to take care of orphans and widows and their suffering and to keep oneself from being corrupted by the world. 
So there's two parts here, okay? The first part, the first half, is take care of others' needs and difficulties. Care for those that are going through suffering, difficulties, and pain. I mean, that's what we do. That's what we do when we serve. That's what we do as part of that ministry or caring for others. Our, our outreach teams, our, our, our small groups, that's how we impact the world around us for his kingdom. Uh, that's the cardio, that's the stretch, that's the lift, as we heard Ashley share last week about just how people had worked in her lives and, and come around her and, and took care of those needs when she was at a difficult time. So those are the important part. But there's a second half here, and it's equally as important, and that's the part that we need to do to care for ourselves, to keep oneself spiritually healthy. This is something that we need to do for ourselves. Not just to overlook. And if we're doing just one and not the other, it's going to be a, you know, we're either going to get burnout or we're going to, uh, you know, just kind of always feeding ourselves and it's never going to get that exercise down. But um, the, uh, the important part is, if we're, especially for keeping oneself, we have to minister out of the overflow. That's what I always remind the serve teams. I want us to minister out of the overflow. We're putting it in. Or if someone once said, you put the cookies in the cookie jar, if you're always taking them out, Sometime you're going to get to a point there aren't any more cookies left in the cookie jar. I, I can relate to that one. Um, I, I like this phrase, and it may take a minute for it to process. But someone once said, if, the, uh, if your output exceeds your income, your upkeep becomes your downfall. Uh, that, I'll say that again. It, it's true if, whether it's finance or physical or what you do you know, in the spiritual world or what we're doing here to, you know, for worship and serving God. If your output... Exceed your income, your upkeep is going to become your downfall. And uh, what we need to do is when we work out, we need to be able to get replenished, rehydrated. We need to get refueled. We need to get restored. And uh, we also need to settle in. Now, my favorite time of the, you know, I, I work uh, outside of this. I have a, a job, and it can get pretty intense at times. And my favorite part of the day, of course, everyone goes, it's it's that 5 o'clock hour. I don't usually jump out right at 5 o'clock. It's often 6 or, or later. But uh, <clears throat> my favorite part of the day or something that I've worked into my routine that's very important as my cool down is uh, my ride home. I like my ride home even though there may be traffic. It, it, this kind of keeps my mind off of it. I usually call home to my wife and I say, Laura, how's, how are things going? What's happened today? Tell me about your day. I share with her about mine. And it's my cool down. It's my transition from what some days can be a really high stress day. And I'm having to deal with people and they're maybe difficult and didn't want to do what I wanted them to do. And things didn't go well. And I could have just brought all that stress home. But my cool down, my drive home was my cool down so I can settle in. So you go from, from stress to settled. And that's what this is all about. So... <clears throat> Let me go back and look at those, uh, those bullet points here that the, uh, came from the National uh, Academy of Sports and Medicine. I'm going to look at, unpack these just a little bit, a little bit further and give a little bit of a parallel. So the first one there, first couple there, reduce the heart and breathing rates and gradually cool the body temperature. Now, if you don't, from what I hear, you, you blood begins to pool at the extremities and you can get lightheaded and dizzy and pass out. We've probably all been there once or twice. If we didn't eat, we worked really hard, and all of a sudden we start getting lightheaded. And that's what can happen to us if we, if we just keep going and keep going and we don't take that time to settle in. We don't take that time to, uh, you know, to, to work out, to, to, to restore ourselves. So we have to get our hearts right. We have to get our breath and our spirit restored and to adjust to a steady state of resting in the Lord. 
And I wrote that down and I thought, that sounds really too spiritual. So let me put it in a little bit better story here. Um, over the past few weeks, we've been sharing some stories about uh, that moment changed everything. We had a video here where Jess shared her story and Ashley spoke last week uh, up here on the stage. And something that was in common for both of those is they are part of our softball team. We have a magnificent uh, church softball team. Well, not really magnificent at times, but the people on it are magnificent. And uh, we played many different games. And during those games, we can get pretty intense. We can have a lot of fun, but we get intense. And there are times that um, our heart rate gets up and our blood temperature gets high. Maybe because of uh, a particular call or how things went, uh, we can get really elevated. <clears throat> but we developed something that was kind of really great. Our cool down afterwards, which almost every game, it became a, a ritual. Where do we go, Ashley, afterwards? Angry ales. After every game, it seemed like we'd all huddle up at Angry Ales uh, just to rehydrate. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> and uh, But it was a great time where we got to hang out, fellowship. Yeah, we could talk about what we'd just been through, but talk about what was going on in everyone's life. And in many ways, that became the small group, right, Jess? Right? It became that time of caring and sharing. So, um, Absolutely. So uh, the second one is to return muscles to their optimal length tension relationships. Um, that sounds really big, but everyone's had a cramp or a charley horse. You know what that's like? Oh my gosh, it hurts so much, and you're having to limp and walk along. Well, relationships are important, and right relationships are very important. If you're not operating with right relationships, if you don't have those friends around you, it's like going through life limping, maimed, impaired, just not able to fully function to the level that God has created us to function. And then the last one there, restore the physiologic systems close to baseline. Okay, I confess, I had to Wikipedia, what does physiologic mean? And uh, in biology, it means uh, normal functions of living organisms and their parts. So that was real simple. As soon as I read that, I said, I know what that means in Bible terms. The theological parallel is how we operate as a body of Christ, how we work with one another, those different parts of the body working together, and we need to be able to be restored in order for us to function correctly, for each one of us to be able to use those gifts, how we operate in community with others. So uh, part of the cooling down is really being part of a community, whether that's softball, a small group, a serve team, or anything else. The cool down is a time to encourage others and your workout partners. If you're working together, it's be able, oh, fantastic job, man, it was a good sweat. Great job on the field there, whatever it is. Even if you come here at 7.30 in the morning for setup on Sunday mornings, we sweat, we work hard, but it's a lot of fun. We encourage each other, pray for one another. Uh, so it's a time to encourage our workout partners. It's a time to reflect on what we have been through. Man, we just finished that. It was a tough game. But, uh, or, or what have we gone through in life? It's a time to reflect, to share, to care. And it's a time to get hydrated. As I said, all three of these things worked. Angry L's, we, we got to work out partners, what we've been through, and, and uh, you know, really just to get replenished, to get to restored. We need Christian community. We need to be able to encourage others, to reflect, a place where we can ask questions, where we can be replenished by the living waters of Christ. We were created for community. In Genesis, God says, man, it's not good for man to be alone. 
He wanted us to have relationship. Relationship with him, but relationship with others. That's the only way you could really understand life, is to be able to work in that relationship. We need relationship. And Paul, throughout the New Testament, talks about the body of Christ and the connectedness associated with that. So uh, what is your role in the community? Uh, you know, everyone has one. If, uh, certainly if you're a part of the body of Christ, you have a role. And, um, you know, one is, and let's put up here uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 12, 18. But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. You have a God-designed role for community. God has a plan for you. You may not understand what it is yet. You may still be figuring it out. But God has a plan. He wants to work through you and in you. And he wants to use the community you're a part of to do that. You also have a God-given gift for community. And if you look at this verse in 1 Peter 4.10, it says, Each one has received a gift. Each one of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in all of its various forms. God wants us to exercise those gifts that he's given us. And he gives us the context of community to be able to do that. And then you've got a commission from God just to live it out. Uh, look at Romans 12 here. It says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members don't all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. That's the relationship, the context of that community. He wants us to live it out. Each member belongs. That's not coasting like I was coasting into the end of my workout. That's a commitment. That's community. Let's look at uh, verse 10 in, in Romans, uh, same Romans 12, chapter 10. It says, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Be devoted. That's a, that's a term about commitment. That's not like, okay, I accidentally coasted into my, my workout plan. That's like, you know, I've got a, I've got a plan. I'm going to make sure this happens. I'm going to wake up and say, today I'm going to do this. Which is what we have to do so many different times. Let me look at the early church. Kind of look at see how they uh, dealt with community or what, uh, how community worked in the early church. And of course, if we're going to do that. We're going to go to the second chapter of Acts. And let's look at uh, verse 42 here in the second chapter of Acts. It said they devoted. There's that same word again. They devoted themselves. What did they devote themselves to? To the teaching and to the fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer. Man, that sounds just like what we've been talking about. Getting restored, getting rehydrated, getting that encouragement from one another. I like to think of this. I always have this little phrase I call the devotion of discipline and the discipline of devotion. Two different things, two sides of the same coin. And so I'll try to unpack that. The devotion of discipline, that's a way that we demonstrate our love for God. It's a way that we show that we love God. We say, God, I love you. I want to be able to obey your commands. Not because we have to, but because we get to. It's a way that I show that devotion as I, I, I focus. I want to do this. I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to obey. I'm going to love. I'm going to do what you've asked. It reflects our devotion. The second one is the discipline of devotion. So the devotion of discipline and the discipline of devotion. And the devotion just doesn't happen. It doesn't go by accident. It's something that, that we, we have to make happen. Um, look at verse 46 in that same chapter. It says, every day. That makes a kind of a routine. That makes a habit. It's something that they said, I'm going to do this. 
It made it a part of that discipline. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. Sounds like a small group to me. And they ate together. Sounds like angry ales. With glad and sincere hearts. And what was the result here? Let's go on to one more verse. Let's keep going here. The result was they were praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. The Lord added to their number daily. Now that's part what I call a successful workout plan right there. Don't you want to be a part of that? God's adding daily to your life. God's adding daily to those that are around you. God is, is giving you those things that you need on a daily basis, growing in that res- relationship, being restored. Okay, so I'm going to bring it home here. We want to ask ourselves some questions. I was always you know, encouraged to to uh, think about, okay, that's a really good, good message, a really good point. How do I apply this to my life? So let's bring it home. Let's ask ourselves a couple of questions. The first question is, what am I devoted to? Hmm, I'm devoted to this, and I'm devoted to my job, devoted to my, yeah, okay, we can think through this, but what are those things in my life and those different priorities? And what am I disciplined? Am I disciplined about it? You know, you have to commit to the cool down. This is what I've learned. You have to commit to the cool down. It isn't a coast, it's a commitment. Second question here is, do I have a community? Do I have a community? Do I have someone around me that I can go to when something doesn't go right or when I need some help or just need some encouragement? Do I have a community, a group of believers who will encourage me and whom I can encourage? I can share with what's going on in my life and be an encouragement to someone else, and that helps me grow. Someone I can pray with and I can laugh with and and rehydrate. Um, Because you know what? If you don't have a community, you can have one. Welcome home. This is it. This is your community. Let's go to a couple of different ways, three different ways that you can get involved here at Christ South to have that kind of a community. The first one here, I'm going to put up some verses that I really like with this. Let's go back to that one in Acts. Uh, Every day they continued to meet together in temple courts. They broke bread in their homes together with glad and sincere hearts. I mean, that's our small groups. Okay, we get together, we have fun. Can you put this picture up? This is our small group we had this last Tuesday night. We call it Pub Theology. Uh, we meet at a local bar every other Tuesday night, and uh, uh, we get together and just talk about what's going on in, in lives, a particular lesson or message or question, and go through that. And uh, that's what it's about, just uh, you know, being there, whether it's at a home or at somewhere else, but it's a place that we can encourage, cry, pray, laugh, rehydrate, all those things. Um, Psalm 1-3, uh, Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, it says, blessed is the one who does not walk in, in the steps of the wicked. This is a little bit different version than I'm used to. Or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. I don't think I finished that whole verse there. Um, but he is like, a, it's, I'll keep going. It says, he is like a tree whose roots are setted, set near the water, who, who grows and plenishes and, and, and doesn't stop. It's where you've set your roots, you're able to grow, you're able to hydrate. Setting your roots is something that uh, we do here two or three times a year. It's a, uh, it's a time where we come together as a family, but it's for people who are interested in Christ South. Maybe you've been attending for quite a while and you want to be able to say, this is the place I want to call home. That's the opportunity for us to settle down and say, this is my home, this is what I'm going to do. 
to find out more about Christ South. Maybe you're just curious and interested in that. Well, next weekend, next Sunday morning at 8.30, we'll meet here. Uh, we'll have a little breakfast in the cafeteria next door. And uh, we'll kind of start this off. We'll have a part two right before the worship experience. And then we'll break for the worship experience. And then we'll break afterwards. We'll, have a, we'll all have a, a lunch together. So hang out tomorrow. You're free lunch next Sunday. I'd come for that. Nothing else. Um, and then we'll have that lunchtime. And then we'll have the second part of that, uh, of that Set Your Roots opportunity. But I want to encourage you to do that. It's an opportunity where you can be around others and find out what Christ South is all about. And then the, lastly here, let's go back to that verse I put up in James uh, early on. It said, um, oh, there's the last part. Those who delight in the law of the Lord meditate on it day and night. Uh, so they'll be like a well-watered garden. Let's go ahead and keep scrolling through the, uh, the bullet points there, Ash. There we go. <clears throat> whose yields fruit in the season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. That's why it's good to have roots set near good streams of water, to have those good friends, those good fellowship, and that good, uh, uh, good rehydration. And let's go back to that verse in James now, James 1.27, where it says uh, the two different things that we need to be able to do uh, in life are, are to be able to look after orphans and widows in their distress and then to keep oneself from being polluted by the evils of this world or being corrupted by this world. Well, that serving others is the last way I wanted to be able to say to get involved. We've got opportunities to serve here, whether it's here on Sunday morning as one of our serve teams or whether it's one of our many outreach groups. And Joni's here. You can see her hand waving back there in the, in the back. Uh, she leads our outreach coordination. And if you're interested in, in either of those, we've got an opportunity to sign up up front uh, on your way out just to be able to say, hey, I'm interested in being a part of a serve team, being a part of a, an outreach group. I'm interested in being part of Set Your Roots. Go ahead and sign up and just write Set Your Roots there uh, for that. And there are several different small groups. And if there's, seriously, if there's a, doesn't fit that small group, says, man, I can't make every other Tuesday night at the pub, or I need something where I can bring my kids. Uh, we've got small groups for that. And we've got small groups leaders who would really like to, to know, uh, you know, would like to find some folks that want to be a part of that group and arrange it just for you. So just write your name down on that one that looks like Matt sticking his head in the, uh, the ground and, and digging for something in that. If you see that sign up there, go ahead and write down, I'm interested in a small group. Uh, give me a call. And we'll find something that's going to fit for you. The important thing is, you know, we need to be able to, to cool down. We need this community. Whether it's serving and sweating, which you'll do if you come here, you'll serve, you'll sweat, we'll cool down, we'll stay healthy. The important thing is not to skip it. Not to skip it, but to sign up and to show up. Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we want to thank you so much for what it is that you're doing in this church and the lives of each person that's a part of this church. Lord, I don't even begin to understand, but I know that where you put your hand on something, you're going to leave your fingerprints everywhere. Your fingerprints of evidence showing that it's your stamp, it's your identity as to who you are, and you're working in their lives, whether it's in, in small ways or in large Lord, I know that you work in community where two or more are gathered. There you are in the midst, not only just here on a Sunday morning, but in small groups, homes, pubs, ball fields. Uh, Lord, I know that you're at work in those things. We want to glorify you. We want to lift up your name and exalt you. We want to give you the opportunity to show yourself who you are as you work in our lives. And Lord, I want to pray for each person that's here. I pray that everyone not only has a has the opportunity to know you 
and to know you more on a daily basis as they walk with you and get connected with you. But Lord, I pray that, that each one has someone or many someones that they can come to that, are, that, can, that can come around them and to be that encouragement, to be that friend, to be that hope in their lives, to be that encouragement. And then someone that they can be an encouragement to. So I ask that for each of the people that are here, Lord, that you will work in their lives this week. You'll work in my life. Give me those opportunities to share you and the power of your Holy Spirit so that you can be lifted up and glorified and draw all men to yourself. We want to give you the praise and the glory, and we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you want to continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.